0: Hey, hey hey! what's up, my man? Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so glad you're here. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Uh, Big shout out to those of you that have been supporting the podcast, leaving ratings, reviews. We so appreciate it. And the one thing that's been really cool with some of our content lately is uh, you guys are sharing it. And we're seeing this thing just go to all kinds of cool places that we haven't gone to before. So thank you and please keep up the incredible work. Um, and uh, you know, I'll just mention this really quick because I, I know some of you are new, but you'll notice we don't have sponsors for this podcast. I'm not pushing you to a bunch of affiliate links. We may do that from time to time. We don't run ads. Um, this is not a revenue generating source for us. Um, so the only thing that makes this podcast work is you guys spreading the word. That's how we grow. We don't put any money into this because it doesn't make us any money. Uh, instead, we rely on you guys to spread the word, to share it, And I'm not expecting you to do it just out of obligation, but if there's something valuable or if you feel like this podcast is helping you, leaving a rating or review is just a really simple way to give back to us and to change someone else's life because as we know, ratings or reviews really can sway people into whether or not they will check out a podcast. So thanks to all of you who have done that so far. And if you haven't already, please uh, leave a rating or review on your platform and make sure you're sharing this content as you see appropriate. Today, we're talking about handling accountability partner transitions. So here's the, uh, here's the thing about this, okay? For starters, I, I do believe that there's value in accountability partners, and I've talked about this before. I personally don't use that language. I don't like the language. I don't like what it's become, which is kind of like, a, oh, I messed up. I'm going to text Gary and get him to pray for me. Or, or you have accountability sessions, and it's like, all right, so did you screw up? Who are you tempted by? Who are the girls in your life that you need to be careful around? And there's just like, the, I think I think we've just missed something. And um, I'm going to give two layers to what I believe we've missed. Number one is the importance of not shaming people and really having a shame-free approach to this whole accountability system, <clears throat> which is often lost when we just emphasize people's behaviors. How did you do? Did you slip? Did you not slip? whatever. Whatever. The second layer to it though is much more important, and that is building meaningful connection. So my whole theory around accountability systems is that your system should be more focused on building connection than changing behavior. And when this is done correctly, what happens is in the process of building meaningful connection, the heart becomes more satisfied, more content, and it is less likely to wander to the places of pornography and sexual sin and everything else that comes with it. So this is, this is like healthy accountability. And we use a system called spotters. So if you've worked out, a spotter is somebody at the gym who is there. They're watching you do the exercise. They're there to catch it just in case because you're doing a really heavy weight that you're not sure you'll be able to handle all the way on your own. And so the spotter is the person who does just a little bit of lifting when it's necessary. Sometimes just the presence of a spotter is enough for us to do incredible things. And that's the whole point. We do not want an accountability system where we are so reliant and dependent on somebody else to keep us accountable because that ends up reinforcing the victim thinking and the powerlessness that we often feel in addiction. So a spotter arrangement ensures that the onus remains on the person with the the struggle. It keeps the ball in their court. And then again, if you have some of the other necessary parameters in place, at least necessary in my opinion, then you're fostering meaningful connection. Sure, you're getting some accountability for your behavior, but you're more importantly getting accountability for the things underneath the behavior, the, the things of life, the stressors and the emotions and the dynamics relationally that are probably driving your behavior more than anything else. So that's sort of my approach, and I I have to preface it with that before I jump into what we're talking about today, which is handling transitions in these arrangements. So maybe you have somebody uh, lined up, but things aren't working out, you're not really content, or you can just tell you're not really getting the value you're hoping out of the arrangement, or alternatively, you are getting value but for one reason or another, that things are moving on. You know, maybe it's uh, maybe you guys used to have coffee all the time, but one of you is moving, so you can't do that anymore, or you know, it's a change of season of life, and so the accountability partner just doesn't have time the same way. Uh, how do we handle these transitions? So, number one is we want to see this transition for what it is. Okay, uh, I want you to think of that staple person in your community that everybody knows everybody relies on and everybody feels like I have a relationship with this person, even though for the most part, you, you may not actually know them super well, but you know, they're the friendly person that everyone knows. Maybe it's at your church or it's in your town. If you live in a smaller uh, city or a smaller village or whatever it might be, um, think of that stable person that everybody kind of knows. And if that person left, how would you feel? Well, you would you would miss that person. It would not be the same without them. But if that person was on, let's say they're, they're part of a, a little men's pickup league that you play ball in once a week and that person leaves, well, you're still going to keep playing ball, right? And that's the way we want to see accountability transitions. The, if you did this correctly, you are not so reliant on your spotter that as soon as they up and go, you are sent into disarray because you just don't know how you're going to get by without that 15-minute call. That, If that was the case, then you had a very dysfunctional accountability partnership. So we are trying to avoid those kinds of arrangements at all costs. And then, like I said, if you set it up the way I explained it in the first four minutes of this podcast, you won't run into this place uh, or you won't find yourself in this place rather. Instead, when somebody is moving on, then it's just, it's just transitionary. So when when a transition takes place, this is a wonderful opportunity for you to reevaluate. What do I need from a spotter in this season? Because what may be required early on in recovery may not be what's required later on. In fact, you may need something totally different because you're you know in the the final stages here and so you know when you first started you could you could work with someone who's maybe only struggling occasionally or someone who's only been free for a bit but now where you're at you you need someone who's got mastery over this thing because you yourself are approaching mastery so we want to evaluate where am i in my in my progression here and what do i need to to continue on this trajectory and to move further ahead okay So the first thing we want to do is we want to just reassess and we want to reevaluate. The second thing is we want to ask ourselves, like, uh, who are the people that best match what I need in this season? And so usually you'll have a couple people come to mind. We've had some clients who are like, I have nobody. And if you have nobody, then you want to look for some online communities like, There's people everywhere, okay? Like, there's no excuse. There's no such thing as having nobody. But maybe there's nobody in person that feels really safe and you don't feel comfortable sharing with or opening up to. Hey, no problem. That's okay. That's part of it. Uh, No big deal. We're not going to hold a gun to your head. But there's no excuse either. So get online, find some people. Like, you got to find someone. you got to find something. Um, And so that would be the second thing is, okay, where can I find these people? And then the third thing is you're going to have to recast vision for what this arrangement looks like. And again, the first four minutes of this podcast will really help you do that. Now, let me, that, that's sort of the easy part, right? So, okay, we're going to reassess, we're going to find suitable candidates or people that, that would match up, and then we're going to execute. We're going to go ask them, we're going to see if they're comfortable with the arrangement, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That part is pretty standard. A couple of things that we want to do while this transition takes place, all right, Let's go back to the staple person in the community. So now I'm going to use my family, and I'm going to use an example of when my grandma passed away. So when my grandma passed away, um, I was pretty devastated. You know, my grandma played a huge role in my life, and you know she was one of the most godly women I have ever met in my life. Uh, she was always supportive, encouraging. She she loved me with all her heart, soul, mind, and strength. An incredible, incredible woman. When my grandma passed away, I was not like, oh my gosh, how am I gonna function, right? It, it was not like that. It was just that, oh man, that that hurts. I, I miss her. She was amazing. And now I have a new normal or a new reality. And so there's, there's a bit of a grieving process here that can often take place. And this is what I wanted to say. This is kind of the the bonus here, okay? Two bonuses. Number one is closure is incredibly valuable. So when you have your last meeting with your spotter, Do something to honor them and to celebrate what they've done in your life. That that goes a really long way for both of you. For them, it it it's gonna reinforce like, okay, I made a good decision to help so and so and whatever. But for you, it's gonna give you mental closure of like this is actually ending like a, a a phase of my recovery that I'm super grateful for. That without this guy's support, I don't know where I would be. Very, very important because there is a bit of a grieving element that takes place here. Second thing, um, and again, this is supremely valuable when you do this transition, is you want to lean into other existing relationships a little bit more. So for me, I, I remember when my grandma passed away, we spent a bit more time together as a family for the first little bit, because we just, you just naturally kind of want to be around each other and help each other process and whatever. In a recovery context, this might mean that you have your accountability partner, you have your spotter, but then you're also part of a community. You know, maybe you do some group coaching or uh, whatever. Well, spend a bit more time with that community. Be intentional. You might have to carve out time. The time where you would normally talk to your accountability partner is now community time and you're going to go plug into your community and whatever, whatever. So do it however you want, but just be conscious that you need to lean into other places to find connection as sort of a a crutch, quote unquote, um, or you need to up the ante if you've already been connecting with them a little bit more intermittently until you have a new accountability arrangement. And guys, those two bonuses go a really long way for longevity in this thing that we call recovery. So I hope that's helpful. That is everything for today. I wanna thank you guys so much for listening. Have a fantastic day and I'll talk to you guys soon. Take care, bye-bye.